Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM, The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is powered by our strategic partners, the Asheville Regional Airport. You know, your trip should not have to start with a road trip. So take the easy way out. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. Hey, you know these guys have been helping Asheville call call. Asheville home since 1979. If you're looking for a place in this region, then they are the people to talk to. That's AppalachianRealty.com. And by Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park, where you can see one of the highest waterfalls east of the Mississippi and go up that awesome elevator right there in the rock. And listen, I know you guys are listening, are really thinking about going to Italy. I get all choked up just thinking about it. I had so much fun there myself. But you know, it's time to get your 2019 tours planned and they're available at Private Italy Private Italy Tours. That's private-italy.com. And don't forget to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And you can sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club and receive the latest travel news and tips and all kinds of fun information all about travel. Well, listen, you know, sometimes, and I'm feeling it a little bit right now, do you ever feel like you're spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere? And does it seem like the more that you're doing, the less progress you're making? I know that happens to me sometimes, and it drives me crazy. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time you need to shake things up, get out of that rut, and get on a road to passion and excitement. Remember, life is about passion. It's about truth. And most of all, it's about paying attention to what makes you happy. So let's talk about travel. You know, when you travel or you go somewhere you've never been, you Open up your life to new cultures, new foods, new experiences, new people, and especially new ways of communicating. Well, my guest today has been traveling for quite some time on this grand adventure after realizing it was time to shake things up. Grant Beard and his wife, Megan, are self-professed travel junkies, and they took this giant leap of faith when they took off traveling to get on a road of fulfillment, and you are... So inspiring to me, Grant. Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks, Marilyn. Absolutely. I appreciate the time. Well, it's great. You know, you and I go back pretty far because I met you when you were just a little boy. And now you're all grown up and traveling the world. Well, thank you. Yeah, over 30 years ago, you were my preschool teacher briefly, and uh, it's crazy how paths cross again. I know. It really is. And I'm so glad that our paths are crossing around travel so give me some idea i think the last time i saw you was when you were four uh what have you been doing since then well i guess uh, over the last 30 plus years other than the, the regulars of going to school and going to college um, i had been working in banking um, in finance for about a dozen years uh, after college and um been all around the country, um, traveling in between in the limited time that we had for vacation. But I've lived in greater D.C. for a few years, um, lived down in Alabama for a few years, 
and lived in North Carolina for a few years as well, all with the same company. And, uh, you know, just kind of been living my life in the normal corporate career path. And what happened? I mean, this is quite a big shift. And, you know, I was talking earlier about just wanting to shake things up. It's always curious to me how, uh, you know, what goes on in your head? So when did you start thinking, "Mm, I'm feeling a little cramped here and it's time to make this decision to shake things up? How did that unfold for you? Sure, absolutely. Um, it's obviously not a decision that we took lightly. You know, it's a it's a big change of life, a big change of, you know, what you've been doing with your career, and it's a, a big change of direction in general. So uh, my wife Megan and I were talking for probably upwards of a year. Um, you know, we've been working, and, you know, we've met a couple years earlier, and you know, we decided that after a lot of thought, there was a little bit more to our life that we wanted, uh, more that we wanted to experience than just the regular nine-to-five career, um, going through your life, doing the, the same routine every day, um, you know, earning a paycheck to pay for your house, to pay for your car. You know, it wasn't really for us, um, you know, forever. So we decided that we needed to add a little bit more to it. And there's a couple of catalysts that came into that. You know, first, uh, Megan worked in trauma surgery. So she worked at the hospital, and she got to see all kinds of things that most of us aren't exposed to every day. Uh, And it kind of got us thinking that we don't really know what's going to happen in the future. Um, She got to see, unfortunately, lots of cases of people that were relatively young that something, some event happened in their life that was going to affect them and limit them from being able to experience the world. We knew it was something we wanted to do, so we decided that when it comes to the end of our life, uh, we knew that there were things that we wanted to accomplish, and this was some of them. And this was uh, this was the most important thing for us to do at this time. So we decided to start planning and uh, kind of put ourselves in a path to get to a point where we could go travel full-time and do what we really loved. So how was that possible? Did you... Um did you start a list of here are things that we need to do to start um, unloading, if you will, uh, our possessions and our jobs and, you know, and here's a, a plan of action that we want to take? How did that work? How did you do it? Yeah, and that's actually exactly what we did. I mean, it's it's a little different, you know, for, for us, uh, having been working for a period of time. We had some assets. We owned, uh, we each actually owned a house. We had a couple houses. Um, there was a lot that we had to do um, that as opposed to most people that we know that have, or people that we know or that we meet along the way that are traveling full-time. The vast majority of them are either right out of college or right out of high school and they've just decided to go off and travel. And in their situation, they don't have things that they have to deal with. They just up and go. Um, or it's people that are fully retired and, you know, they still have their home uh, back in uh, wherever their home country is, and they can go back to it from a period of time. Um, you know, in our situation, we had to actually unload what we had and kind of unwind. So we did uh, we did make a list, and we did kind of set forth a, about a year timeline of things we needed to accomplish uh, in different dates to where we could get ourselves in a position to where we could leave and uh, and not leave, uh, you know, loose strings unraveled. So, you know, we put together things that needed to happen in the, you know, starting in the year, things that needed to happen six months out, three months out, so forth. Um, so as we checked off the boxes of preparing legal documents and 
you know, selling houses and cars and, you know, storing uh, some of our other possessions. And then also, you know, the other things like having people to take care of our pets. So, you know, it, it was a big decision and a lot of work went into it. So we took a very measured approach to making sure that it worked out. Well, it sounds like you had a really exceptional early childhood experience to get you to this point where you could be so organized and processed. <laughs> Just, probably has to do with my preschool teacher. Yeah. That is so <laughs> Thank you. That is just, you know, and setting your intention. There are so many people that I talk to, and setting that intention is so important. This is our goal. This is what we're aiming for. And then here are the, st- the action steps that we're going to take. Did you ever feel, during that time, did you feel... Um, frustrated sometimes that things weren't happening fast enough or were you kind of calmed out that this is all going to happen? I I guess, um, you know, there's the twofold answer to that because one is we knew it was going to happen. You know, we'd made the decision and it was going to happen no matter what. I mean, it's kind of hard to go back from a decision like that. We had, I I guess we kind of reached the tipping point or the boiling point per se when we started telling people that this is what we were going to do. And we talked amongst ourselves that once we start telling people, telling our friends, telling our companies, then it's too late to go back. I mean, you can't say, hey, I'm going to go out on this grand adventure and then say, you know what, we thought about it and we're actually not going to. So we did that knowing that that would force us to take the rest of the steps. Um, But also, um, it it certainly could be frustrating, and several times it was, because with a timeline, you know, a year timeline of preparing for something like this, um, you couldn't have everything happen fast enough. You have a whole list of things that need to happen, you know, and both of us like to check things off the list. And there's some things that you just could not do until the time was right or until you were close enough. Um, so, yeah, plenty of times it was frustrating because it felt like it was beyond our control. Well, when we come back, let's pick up right there and, and take off on this grand adventure. Grant Beard, thank you so much for being on the show today. This is Marilyn Ball. We'll be back after the break. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate Stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi. Or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. 
People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. The gravel crunches under your shoes. Steam rises from a cup of fresh Italian cafe. The light, cool morning air lightly brushes your face. Your villa stands close by. This and so much more awaits you as one of the few lucky travelers to join Private Italy Tours during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. Come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, I'm here today talking to Grant Beard. And Grant, where are you calling from today? I am sitting in Bogota, Colombia, as we speak. Wow. And that you've, well, I'm, I'm tongue tied because I'm trying to think when did you start this whole grand adventure? Uh, we started in June of 2017, so a little over 13 months ago. Wow! So when you when when you finished up your list and you checked things off and you were able to get to that place where you're ready to launch, uh, how did you decide how where you were going to go? How was your kind of planning, thinking, uh, destination? How did you? How'd you plan all of that? Man, I would love to say that it was uh, it was easy, and we just had this huge list of countries, and we just threw them in a big bag and decided to start traveling. But um, it was a little tougher than that. We actually kind of went through a list of our you know top um, desirable destinations, which obviously this is a big world, you know, somewhere around two hundred countries, and we had to kind of narrow it down because with the number of places that you can go to uh, is kind of endless with your with your options, and it's not just countries, it's places within the country. So once we got our list of where we really wanted, then we started shuffling them around and trying to figure out how logistically it made sense, and then we also went through the other steps of trying to make sure that we ended up at the right places at the right time, because, you know, for instance, you know, being in India in the middle of summer is probably not what you want if you don't like extreme heat. So we had to kind of match the seasonality with the, you know, the tourism seasons because we're trying to avoid high seasons. Uh, and then we just started mapping it out logistically that it would hopefully be in a somewhat logical pattern instead of just jumping all over the place. So where did you start? Uh, we made our first stop in Iceland. Um, so, you know, we started going east, essentially, and um, 
started east and, you know, the northern part of the northern hemisphere, one of the colder destinations we went to, and, uh, and then started going, you know, east and south from there. And how long did you plan on, did you plan on being gone a certain amount of time or was it open-ended? No, we did plan on uh, one year originally. Uh, we decided that, you know, a year was probably a sufficient amount of time to really get in what we most wanted to do, um, you know, our top destinations and thought that that would be a good time to kind of break apart and, and figure this out. Um, you know, it ended up being a little bit longer than that. We're still going right now uh, past a year. But, yes, we did. We had planned out all the countries we were going to visit in rough time frames for 12 months. And so... Let's talk a little bit about the time frames. When you would get to a country, like you started in Iceland, did you have a set time, or were you willing to be flexible and say, oh, we love it here, we're going to stay a little bit longer? How did that all unfold? Well, that's interesting. It's a good question. Um, we started being very measured about it. You know, we kind of had the first three or four months of our trip planned almost to the day. We knew not what we were going to do on each day, but at least where we were going to be in each day what country, what city, and so forth, because we wanted to make sure we got in exactly what we wanted to get in. You know, we're coming from a life of being, for the most part, uh, planners. So we had everything planned out for that period of time um, because we felt like that would be the best way to be most efficient. But interestingly, as time goes on, we find that being more flexible allows us to experience more. So we've kind of shifted over the time we've been traveling to uh, a less measured, calculated approach. And now we're extremely flexible. I mean, it comes to the point where, at some points, we have to be prepared to make decisions spur the moment of where we're going to be next and how long we're going to be there. Um, So we are now more flexible to staying in places for uh, periods of time because we enjoy it. So that's a little bit of a contrary to the way that you both had been living your lives up to this point. Did you suddenly have an aha moment like, oh, look at us. We're now being more flexible. <laughs> it's funny how travel changes you, isn't it? Yes. I think that's how you started the show. Um, I don't know if there was an aha moment, but I do feel like that aha moment happened over a period of time where we realized that there's probably a better way to do this, and we kind of need to step away from the way we've been doing our lives if we want to get the most out of what we're doing now. It's about changing your approach and changing the way you look at it. So once you started becoming a little bit more flexible uh, and things got just a little bit um, less measured, how did you decide? Like, would you get into a place and say, oh, this feels really good. We love this. Let's just kind of you know, stay as long as we want or get the most out of it or go from here to some places that are around here that we didn't even know we were going to go to? How did that kind of happen? It's probably a little bit of all those, um, less so that we get somewhere and just stay. Uh, We do that from time to time for a period of time, short few days, maybe a week or so. Um, you know, but we're still trying to balance, on the other hand, getting in as much experience as we can. Um, so it's a tough balance between those two. Uh, but we do often get to a place and realize we really enjoy it, and we want to spend more time and see more things in that area. Um, you know, perfect example, we're in Colombia right now, and our previous destination was Japan. And Japan was the last country that we had originally planned in our travels. So we had decided to add South America, and 
we started looking at flights and figured out where to go, um, which made the most sense and, you know, the, the most efficient flight, how to get here um, the quickest. And we ended up in Columbia. It had not been on our list. We hadn't thought about it. It really had never even crossed our mind as a travel destination. And now we absolutely love it. And we're probably going to spend five weeks here. Um, you know, interestingly, this is a country that a lot of people don't visit. Kind of had a checkered past um, with a lot of the uh, the violence and the cartels. Um, but that time is now behind it, which is really what we're enjoying the most because not a lot of people come here yet, which is why we hadn't heard of it. So here we are, and we're being most surprised by this country. So we're just kind of, you know, um, traveling around the country and finding things uh, based on recommendations from locals and other travelers to do. That's wonderful. And I and I do want to point out that you have a, a, a blog and post um, information, a lot of really good information as, as far as travel and what you're learning and, and these awesome, beautiful photo- photos. Grant, is that you or Megan or both of you who's... Who's got the camera there? Uh, it is primarily me. Um, we had started with, um, you know, trying to balance our weight we carry, and we started with just uh, our iPhone taking pictures, but we kind of graduated to feeling the need to capture the moments and our experiences a little bit better, so we recently purchased a, a little bit better camera, although still small, um, so we can, you know, best document everything we do. So, yeah, we do. Uh, we have a website. And we document our travels, um, where we've been, what we do. Uh, and more than just that, we try to make sure that we provide information that could help other people. Um, because as we plan and as we travel, we constantly run across things that it was, is not available. We couldn't find, couldn't figure out how to get somewhere, or why to go there, what to avoid. Um, so we try to put honest information online that we could uh, use for other people that are doing something similar to us. Well, it's truly a, a wonderful service that you're providing in addition to just the human interest of who you are and who Megan is and, and where you're going. And tell us the um, website. How would somebody find that website? Yeah, sure. It is um, careerbreakadventures.com. Um, you know, we named it after what we were originally planning, which was kind of stepping away from our corporate careers, taking a break and, you know, going and venturing around the world, exploring and seeing what there is. So, you know, on our site, you know, um, break, B-R-E-A-K, careerbreakadventures.com, you find, you know, we've got a photo gallery from all the countries we've been to. Um, we've got write-ups of various uh, destinations and interests and experiences that we've had. Um, we've also got some other information on what we did, our planning process on how we started this, on how we kind of unwound our current lives and how we pack for our trip, you know, making sure that we balance our weight with proper preparedness. Um, you know, we're trying not to carry a lot of things. We don't want to hurt our backs on this trip, so we have very small luggage, and, uh, you know, we have all the detailed list of what we carry. Um, and then all the other things that we've thought about and needed for our trip. So, yeah, that's all on our website. It's really a beautiful website, and I enjoy getting your newsletter. I signed up for it, and I would definitely highly recommend that everybody does that and, and keep track and follow what these guys are doing. Well, when we come back, Grant, I do want to talk a little bit more about deciding what to bring and balancing that preparedness with with the little that you can take so thank you so much for being on the show today grant we'll be back right after the break
Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Did you know that we all have a very powerful travel assistant right in the palm of our hands? It's our cell phone, and it can be used wisely in a number of ways when you're taking a trip. Before your trip, email an itinerary to yourself, including all addresses, phone numbers, and directions. Take photos of your luggage and the tracking tag, just in case it gets lost. Download books, movies, and music to enjoy while on your journey. Use your phone as a GPS to find your way around. It's your clock, automatically adjusting to any new time zones. You can stay in touch with those at home. Most cell phones work around the globe. You may have to do a little research about this ahead of time, but worst case scenario, use Wi-Fi and free texting or messaging apps. Your phone is your alarm clock. You can use it to access the Internet while on your journey. And of course, it is your camera equipment, photos and videos. Did you know you can download video editing apps to make quick and easy vlogs about your trip? Have a great trip. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. When you fly home, you're home. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Whether your trip to Italy reminds you of days past, a honeymoon, or a long-ago backpacking trip, come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. Picture your own private villa or four-star hotel. Private guides who speak and understand the local culture and days planned for your ease and comfort. This and so much more awaits you during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. Well, it's time for Doc Lawrence. He's on the Gourmet Highway right over the mountain from us today in Knoxville, Tennessee, home to the University of Tennessee. Doc, you're so close. Fill us in on what's going on over there. Maryland. 
Have you ever been to a city where everything seems to be orange? Well, I have, and yes, I'm here in wonderful Knoxville, Tennessee, what I call the capital of East Tennessee. And while it isn't totally orange, maybe it should be. This is the home of the University of Tennessee, a great institution where friends of mine and family of mine attended and graduated. And the orange-clad volunteers, all sports, everything at UT is orange. I mean, big orange. University of Tennessee here in Knoxville is the only college campus I've ever visited where you can really tailgate on the water. Just outside majestic Neyland Stadium is the mighty Tennessee River. It's the river that traverses almost the entire southeast. And on game day this fall, beginning in September through November, it's covered with boats. I mean real boats, almost yachts, houseboats, sporting bars, grills, all kinds of good food and barbecue, and yes, fans clad in that orange again. It's colorful. Maryland, one of the most colorful farmer's markets anywhere in the country, is here on Friday and Saturday in Knoxville. Market Square is downtown. It's within walking distance of every hotel, and it is loaded, I mean loaded, with Tennessee vegetables and fruits and canned products and, yes, barbecue. They tell me that here in September... You can buy a pumpkin in the market square that might weigh 100 pounds. That's an awful lot of orange, by the way. Uh, this is a good place to come clogging also. Marilyn, meet me over here in September. And the, with the live bluegrass at Market Square, we can do some clogging to the Orange Blossom Special. Marilyn, nightlife here in Knoxville is top-notch. It's as good as it gets. Come on down by the Tennessee River and you find club after club that offers live jazz, live blues, live rock and roll, and of course, the ubiquitous bluegrass, which I identify with Tennessee to begin with. And it's no secret that the cocktail of choice here in Knoxville is just like Nashville and Memphis. It's Jack Daniels, the signature whiskey of the state of Tennessee. I enjoy it with a splash of Coca-Cola, which is from Atlanta, and this marries the best of Tennessee and my home state of Georgia. And occasionally I like it neat. Maryland, this is a great art center. I cannot begin to describe the regal beauty, the majesty of the Tennessee theater. Just think about the breathtaking beauty of Atlanta's Fox Theater. And you'll get a good idea of how magnificent the Tennessee theater is. It's the home of opera and ballet, and Broadway musicals, and celebrity performances, and it seats the masses. There's not a bad seat in it. And the architecture, yes, like the Fox Theater in Atlanta, it's Moorish. You know, I think I'll come back to Knoxville, maybe over the fall, and pick me up a giant pumpkin, and if I have any of those Tennessee Granger tomatoes left, maybe even a bucket of those. And I'll bring them back to Atlanta and put that pumpkin up, on my lawn for Thanksgiving. Well, Marilyn, it's time to move on. And you know, I really hate to leave Knoxville. I feel at home here. This is a town that exudes joy, a town with color, a town that is friendly. And when you go to the 
visitor center here that might be the best one in America. It makes you want to stay. It really rocks with a live broadcast, live music most of the time, and a mural that you will not believe that is so entertaining. Well, this is Doc Lawrence saying goodbye for now on the Gourmet Highway for Maryland Ball and speaking of travel. And I hope to see you in your city soon. Thanks, Doc. You have given us some great ideas for our next visit to Knoxville. Bye for now. Be sure to visit thegourmethighway.com to follow Doc's adventures along the Gourmet Highway. Well, we're talking to Grant Beer today. He is talking to us from Columbia, 13 months into their grand adventure around the world. And Grant, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, ma'am. Well, listen, before we were talking about packing, and I just want to go backwards a little bit back to the beginning of when you were stepping out here and how do you take you know a whole life's worth of stuff and kind of you know get rid of it or downsize or whatever you want to call it and be able to prepare just what you're going to need with the thought that you're going to be traveling for for a year how did you do that well we for our possessions that we were keeping and not bringing with us, we decided that we would downsize to the point where we could go back and kind of furnish our lives again at a much smaller level than when we started. So we kept enough stuff to um, put into a small you know, two-bedroom home, per se. Um, we put that in a storage unit, and it all fits in the one, the smallest storage unit available. So it's packed to the ceiling, but it's not very big. And then we had to decide what we wanted to bring with us, and I guess that was the tougher decision. Um, you know, after essentially six months of us getting rid of things and donating things to Goodwill and trying to help people with all the stuff that we'd accumulated over the years that we really didn't need, I mean, we decided we wanted to live a more basic life. And that traveled through into our packing for this trip. You know, we had to live as basic as possible because... You know, let's face it, if we're carrying it every day, the last thing we want to do is lug around things we don't actually need. So we tried to balance preparedness with weight. And our main goal in that was deciding could we bring just enough to where we would be able to uh, carry it on to planes Um, because we don't want to check our bags. It's an extra issue. It's extra risk of it getting lost, um, you know, and it means it's bigger and heavier. So we essentially started a little list and decided what was the optimal amount of inf- uh, of items that we needed from each category of clothes and toiletries and electronics and so forth, and tried it, packed it, whittled it down, tried it, packed it until it worked. So right now we carry, I guess I have a 38-liter backpack, and Megan has a 46-liter backpack, and neither one of them are ever very full. Um, so we have everything that we need on our backs, and it goes uh, on every plane with us. We've never had to check them, and they don't weigh that much. I think we're somewhere around 10 kilograms each. Well, I'm telling you, listening to your story here, Grant, it's you know, it's just so um, 
inspiring, I guess, is one word, but uh, informational, too, in that you had such a big life prior to making this decision. You know, you had responsibilities and you had uh, stuff and you had homes and you had all this stuff. And then you and a job, you know, both of you had jobs that were stressful, it sounds, you know, somewhat um, routine. Um and now here you are, twelve months, thirteen months later, uh, quite, quite a big uh, shift. You know, goodbye comfort zone, hello to uh, you know, the unknown. That how, how did you? How did that kind of unfold for you? Did it take a while to kind of let go of that old life as you started going? Woohoo! We did it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say it probably does take a little bit of time to shift from what you've been doing for so long, the routine, the everyday, essentially having the same schedule, wake up at the same time, go to the gym at the same time, eat at the same time, to kind of having to live your life day by day because things change every single day, different countries, different cultures, different expectations. Um, So there was a a time shift um, that it took us to get to that point. But, you know, I guess um, it didn't take all that long. Um, and we both enjoy going out and experiencing new things. So, uh, you know, in that respect, it, it kind of came somewhat natural to us, and it, it continues to become more so as time goes on. Um, so, yeah, we just had to essentially make the decision that we were trading something that was comfortable and easy for experiences that we would maybe never get another chance to do or that a lot of people don't ever get the chance to do. Well, I am encouraging everybody to go to your blog and your your website, careerbreakadventures.com, and check out some of the photos because I'll tell you, I've been following you for a while, and your smiles just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's like, wow, you guys are having a great time. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you a little bit more about um, some of the favorite places you've been and experiences that you've had with these other cultures. So thank you, Grant Beard, for being on the show. This is Marilyn Ball. We'll be back in just a minute. The gravel crunches under your shoes. Steam rises from a cup of fresh Italian cafe. The light, cool morning air lightly brushes your face. Your villa stands close by. This and so much more awaits you as one of the few lucky travelers to join private Italy tours during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. Come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its 
clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The outcroppings trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new skyline trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. My guest today has been traveling for a little over a year now on this grand adventure. Grant Beard and his wife Megan have been off on this big trip around the world. Grant, was it really around the world? What, give me kind of an idea of what the route was like. Uh, it truly was around the world. That was how we planned it, that that was kind of one of the milestones we wanted to meet. We wanted to make it a full loop around the world and kind of hit the, our top highlights along the way. So as you would uh, mentioned earlier, we started in Iceland, and then we worked uh, a little bit through Eastern Europe, um, trying to go to some of the more obscure countries. Um, you know, we, we planned our trip to try to go to places that were going to be a little further and harder for us to get to. Um, we decided that at some point in the future, whether it be in a job or when we have children, then we would be able to go to these easier, closer destinations like uh, Western Europe or uh, Latin America. So we left those off the trip this time. So we went Iceland to Eastern Europe and Hungary, Romania, in that area. Um, got to see things that nobody we knew had ever been to before, and then jumped down to Africa after that. And you know, this is one of our big bucket list trips. You know, we wanted to go and see, you know, the big game on the um, on the Serengeti and do the safaris and you know all that piece of it. So we got to experience that for a few months and kind of worked our way from Tanzania all the way down to South Africa. Saw you know on the eastern side all the countries in between. Had a really amazing time. And then after that, you know, we kind of jumped into the next leg of our trip. So now we're into Asia, and we flew into Nepal. And this is something I've been dreaming about. I mean, I had been wanting to get out and experience the Himalayas and, you know, of all the things we love and all the passions that we have, you know, the outdoors, wilderness, adventures, hiking. I mean, that's the top of my list. I was kind of grew up that way, doing this kind of stuff with my parents. So, you know, we've always had that type of um, thirst for adventure. So we got into the Himalayas and we started doing trekking. I mean, and this is, you know, one of those experiences that is going to stay with us forever. And when people ask us what we love, it's what comes up. 
so we trekked for three weeks in the Himalayan mountains, just going essentially hut to hut, like family-owned hut to hut, uh, you know, all through the mountains. And then from there, um, jumped down to India, stayed there for a little over a month, uh, went to Australia, stayed there for a month, and then moved back into Asia. So we got into Southeast Asia, um, went up through Indonesia and Singapore, worked our way around the peninsula, you know, got to pretty much all the countries in that area for you know, somewhere close to a month apiece, um, moved up to China, did that for a month, um, Japan, same thing, and then from there, uh, we just got to Colombia. So that was our, you know, our full loop around. The Japan piece was supposed to take us back to the United States, but, you know, like I said, we tacked on a little bit more time because we weren't ready. So we're now in South America, and we're going to continue on. Wow. Well, you just gave me a lot of goosebumps, made me feel a little... For Columbia, Grant, because that's such a big, a big trip, and and you uh, obviously, you know, just all these different cultures and different foods, and being in the wilderness. Let's talk a little bit about the different cultures because you must have met so many uh, amazing people along the way. How did you find the tone as you traveled around the world, uh, being an American, especially? You know, it's the probably the most uh, surprising piece of it that when we live at home, we get these um, ideas and prejudices of what other countries are like and who the people are, and you know, assuming what we will get when we arrive there, what kind of welcome, uh, and really, almost nothing we expected turned out to be true, uh, and it is probably one of the top experiences that we've had is realizing that the rest of the world is absolutely. Nothing close to what we thought. So every culture we've gotten to uh, has ended up being amazing. Um, the people have just been incredible and unbelievably welcoming to us. So you know we've gotten to see pretty much everything from the Asian background countries to the Western background, and they're all different. But there's one common thing that every country we've been to uh, almost entirely has welcomed us into their country and been very happy. Um, you know, obviously there are questions that arise when we show up in different countries about where we're from. And, you know, the world right now loves to ask us about United States politics. But with that exception, um, people like to ask us about our travels, uh, ask us where we've been, and ask us about our background. So we've really, really enjoyed it. That's really beautiful. And I'm so glad because there's so much noise these days. And it's really people like you and Megan who are sort of the ambassadors for us as you're going out and and witnessing and experiencing and being a part of other cultures and other ways of living you're able to to bring that information back to us and say yes it's great it's safe it's um i mean let's talk about safe for just a minute you did you feel have you felt as you've been traveling that that you, being welcomed and you were safe as well? You know, what's funny is the other day um, I was doing a little bit of research to uh, travel safety as opposed to, you know, we like to be a little bit prepared of where we're going and understand where we are. And I came across several different websites that rank order different countries as being less safe than others. Well, I found out that we had, according to one website, been in four of the least safe countries in the world over the last year. 
Uh, and currently, Colombia, at least again according to this one site, was still ranked the least safe country for travelers. And interestingly, we didn't realize that we'd been in any unsafe countries from our experience. Um, they've all felt extremely safe, including Colombia, where we are now. It feels extremely safe. Everybody is perfectly welcoming and the best hospitality we've experienced. So, you know, again, it just goes to show that, you know, your your perspective change when you're there. Um, you know, in 13 months, I can count on one hand the amount of times we felt at all unsafe. And really, it all boiled down to one time where we felt a little bit nervous in a park in India where we thought somebody uh, might be interested in, in, you know, trying to mug us. But we got out and moved on and everything else has been fine. Well, again, you know, having having you out there and 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 then sharing that information is so important and I want to stress again that you know I'm loving following you guys um, through your newsletter I, I when it shows up in my inbox it's like oh boy it's my career break adventure time and being able to find out some new travel tips and where you've been and you really give a a deep, deep sense of that culture that you're in. Your photos are so beautiful, and they tie in so well to um, to your whole experience. So, the you're, as you're moving on, what are you thinking? You're you're just going to kind of go out there now and see what happens. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, right now we're you know on our extended period of our trip through South America, so. We're going to try to do some countries here that we really want to get to, um, go south from Colombia, including Peru and Ecuador, Chile and Argentina. You know, depending on how much time we have, you know, we look at doing other countries, um, including Brazil and Bolivia, and we would both really, really love to get to Antarctica. It's one of those, you know, just dream destinations. Um, so, you know, we'll see where, where life leads us. Um, you know, and, and after this, you know, we're always keeping our eye open for ways that we can help others and for things that tug at our hearts. So uh, we'll see where it takes us. Well, I'll tell you, Grant, it seems that when you set your intention on something, you follow through and make it happen. So careerbreakadventures.com. And when you're on the website, you can sign up for your newsletter there. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, Depending on what device you access from, um, you'll see a link either on the side from a computer or at the bottom if it's on a mobile device where it says you can sign up for, uh, you know, to subscribe to our email. And it essentially will send you nothing but, you know, a new post when we put it out there um, with uh, a new experience from a a, a different area. Um, And, you know, and we hope some of these things will inspire other people to go out there and see the world. Well, I think I think they already are because I'm inspired, and I would meet up with you anywhere, anytime, <laughs> and I might well, just do I, that. <laughs> the invite is open. Thank to you, you and anybody else who wants to. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'd love to have you back on and uh, you know catch up with you again. You and Megan, stay safe and and happy. I'll look forward to getting your next post and learning more about your new adventures because they're always out there changing all the time right yeah they certainly are there's always something new and always something unexpected well thank you grant and thank megan as well and we'll stay in touch and um say hi to your folks for me absolutely thanks a lot marilyn you bet this is marilyn Baugh. you've been listening to speaking of travel you know grant was talking about 
getting out there, uh, you know, go to the beach, make a plan to take a trip out west, go visit the Grand Canyon, make a plan to visit the whole world, go around the world. Just start doing something. Get out of your rut. Shake things up. And remember, as you go out into this week, don't postpone joy. Joy. 